0: Today, a shooting in Portland. Black Lives Matter declares its open season on white people, and Joe Biden finally condemns the violence. Is it too little, too late? We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today, joined by Stuber Gear, host of Stu Does America, right here on Blaze TV. Yes, thank, thank you very much. That I is, felt like a, that was a professional intro,
1: right? Really good. That was really good. You should Stuber get Stuber Gear. Yeah, like you said it with emphasis. Like yeah. you actually cared. I know you don't, but I appreciate you taking.
0: That, it. That's the acting part mm-hmm. of this job. Mm-hmm. So thanks for noti- thanks for noticing. Uh, also joined by Blaze TV contributor Eric July. Oh, I actually do. I, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. Definitely seemed more sincere, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Um, in case you guys have not noticed, there's a lot that's happened over the weekend. You know, you have some of these weekends where you can tune out and, like, not spend 24 hours getting caught up. And this was not one of those weekends. You had to stay constantly tuned into what was going on with the news because it was all so awful. And it really was. Uh, We've got footage from Portland where there was a I guess it was a a Trump caravan that came into the city. Uh, A lot of uh, police supporters, uh, Trump supporters going in to show their support for President Trump. Uh, Of course, they clashed with the activists, the rioters, Antifa. And uh, there ended up being a shooting in Portland, which resulted in a death. Now, um, there is amazing to me that we keep getting this video footage of all of these incidents just right on camera. All of these all of these incidents of people getting shot, we end up seeing firsthand practically. But uh, here is the the shooting. It is. It's kind of graphic at the end. So if you have young children, you may want to, to keep them in the other room for this one. But uh, around midnight, gunfire rang out in the downtown area. And uh, here is a little bit of what happened. watch. Hey, we right we right so there out, sounds where? like there are people saying we've got a couple over here. You, of course, hear the gunshots. and the victim. Now, the victim was a Trump supporter. He was there. He was known also as a Blue Lives Matter supporter. Um, And the suspect is being investigated by police. Uh, He is he describes himself as 100 percent Antifa uh, and, quote, willing to fight in the war. He was also reportedly cited for carrying a loaded gun downtown and interfering with police in July, but was never prosecuted. So this whole defund the police, let's not penalize criminals going really, really well in Portland, apparently still.
1: Yeah, it's a good system uh, for your mayor to basically ignore violence over multiple months. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's uh, it works out really well. Um, You know, look, I, I it's hard to believe this. I mean, like we've been sitting here and I we getting to this point now where we're watching murders on a yep. daily basis and we uh, we come in and we just have to talk about these murders caught on camera. Um, this is a, uh, it's hard to believe this is happening in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I, this feels like in it's In
0: 2020. Like, yeah, in
1: 2020. It seems like it's like a this Syrian civil war you'd see yeah. footage like this. And it's, every, I mean, Portland, every single night for months, how anyone could be thinking about Opening a business in Portland right now or moving their kids there so they can go to to the schools in Portland. I can't even imagine it. I mean, this is a city crumbling in front of our eyes. And, you know, they're going to try now to do this thing, this bit of mental gymnastics where they say, well, it's the guy who lives on the other coast who's on TV all the time and it's his fault. Because, uh, you know, what can we do? We're only the mayor with the control of the police force. They're going to attempt this. Biden is going to attempt it. He tried to attempt it today. I just don't see how anyone can fall for it. I mean, this is they've gone a long time here by not calling out this violence, by not, um, you know, by name, criticizing Antifa and parts of Black Lives Matter, too. I mean, it's not just Antifa, Um, but they have not done that. Unlike the the right when there's a violent incident, they are forced to answer for every element of society that is related to anyone who wants lower taxes uh, gets blamed for it. These politicians don't have to come out and answer the, for this specifically. They don't have to call it parts of Black, of Black Lives Matter. None of it. It's, it's embarrassing. And, you know, it, it is so much worse in a place like Portland mm-hmm. because the mayor is so terrible. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. terrible. But I feel bad for these officers who really could do something about this and are forced to basically stand down and let all this happen.
2: Yeah, Eric. Yeah, it's look. I don't know why people have been so hell bent and it's not just on the left side of the political spectrum. It's on different sides. But people pretend like this isn't a thing. Um, they like to think that it doesn't exist or what they try to do is level it out and say, well, look at this. This is what about is yep. look at what the other side is right. doing. And I don't think anybody can look at the landscape right now and say that the sides in terms of what's going on are equal. In in, in in this regards, we know that it's not generally the quote unquote right that have been protesting for 80 days um, at, at a time. It's not what's happening. And we've seen these instances of violence. Like that was pretty straightforward when you got a guy saying we got one right here. And then, then yeah. it, it doesn't I mean, get an execution. Yeah, it doesn't get any more blatant than that. Mm-hmm. And to and again, if we, you could imagine if it was on the other side, how they would be condemning. Trump, his supporters, and everybody saying that they have to answer for that.
0: Well, hold on, because there was a 17-year-old who...
2: Oh, it just happened, that's true. Right,
0: who came over to defend private businesses, that's, that's very true. who was getting things thrown at him, and a skateboard, he was being assaulted, he defended himself, and they're still saying he murdered
2: Yeah, the it, it, it's, and- wow, I mean, that, that's another thing, <laughs> it was funny, we don't, yeah, we don't have to go back, I guess, that, that <laughs> far to see how... I'm
0: old enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm old enough. remember remember three days ago when this this happened
2: Uh, and it's crazy how they're kind of like you you watch them and it's like they saw something completely different like this like oh well this peaceful guy was just trying to take down this this mass shooter with his skateboard i'm like how can we not look at the media (laughs) how can we not look at them as if they are like the enemies of just individuals you know what i mean because this is this is insane but it's blatant, and I wish people on any side of the political spectrum would stop pretending like that isn't the case. Even libertarians, I have to be like, stop. We don't have to do that. We don't know. We we get so caught up in this. Well, they're on the same what? Both different sides of the wings on the same bird, or or what <laughs> have you? Because that's politically expedient. That that's convenient for us to 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 do that. But I'm not of the opinion that I have to sit up here and pretend like that isn't existing. We've talked about this throughout the, the you know the course of, of as all of this really post George Floyd and how all of this has escalated, and we need to stop pretending like it, it, it isn't just that. These guys have been incentivized to act like this. They've been protected by way of of their leaders or what have you, their politicians, pretending that it doesn't exist. And again, what frustrates me the most—it's not about the police for me. It's me. It's like we end up with instances like Kyle. So where People actually defend themselves, and they're the ones that are criminalized for it. That, to me, is more damning than anything else. I'm, I'm less about the police going to. All right, you you said that, uh, or whether whether it comes from the mayor, whether it comes from the governor, whoever you're not helping. Okay, fine. People put that in their hands. Why are we prosecuting people uh, for for defending themselves, their businesses, with friends' businesses, families' businesses, or, or what have you? That's the biggest issue, and we saw that immediately after the whole George Floyd deal with the with the guy in the pawn shop who defended his pawn shop from a from a would-be, well, he, well, he not what a would not would-be, a looter. Yeah. Called, excuse me, call him what it is. And he shot him and they charged him for murder. Mm-hmm. It's like what in the world is going on? And I have a, I have a problem with that. So Obviously, they're tying the hands behind the backs of the people that are in these in these areas, and unfortunately they can't they are afraid to defend, to defend themselves because they've essentially made it illegal for them to do so.
0: Yeah. Eric does make a great point because it's not just it's the, the two people that you mentioned, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse and the, the, uh, the pawn shop owner. Yeah, the yeah. pawn shop owner. Uh, but then the McCloskeys too in St. Louis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like
1: anyone who defends themselves becomes the
0: you. So you have to now live in America where you can't trust the police to come and. Get, maintain order mm-hmm. and you also can't trust that you are going to be allowed to defend yourself yeah. because you're going to get, you know, all of these bogus charges put on you. Right. I
1: mean, they're going to defund the police so they definitely won't be there to help. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing to watch. I mean, you you know, I think that you can make a slight distinction maybe from the McCloskeys and the pawn shop owner uh, to maybe, you know, a patriot prayer coming in or a written house coming into an out from an outside area. And I, I don't I... A lot of them, uh, a lot of the guys who've done that, I think, have been really heroic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, they've defended people's lives and property in a, in a heroic way. I definitely would not want my 17-year-old going out in the middle of one of those situations because right. I would fear for his life. I agree. Though, I, you know, morally, it's completely fine to go out and, and try to protect people's um, property. But, but what I find is really fascinating here is, like, this this guy from Patriot Prayer, he was there. And, and look, what I recommend to you tonight to go with your Trump signs into the middle of the Nantifa rally and see what happens I would not. Would I participate in it? I would not because I would not want to uh, deal with that. But I'm also a complete wuss. And that's one of the reasons why I don't do anything uh, brave. Um, but it, w- these guys go in there and you think about think about this one, the particular guy from uh, from Patriot Prayer. Yeah. Um, he's there and people are saying, well, what are you doing? Like, what are you going in the middle of that for? You're looking for a fight. You're in, you're you're trying to to stir it up. And he winds up getting shot in the middle of this. This is a mirror image of Charlottesville, mm-hmm. in Charlottesville, remember the woman who's run over there was counter protester. She only showed up because she wanted to make take a stand and say absolutely not. These white supremacists are not going to take over my town. She was there to do that, and one of the people from the white supremacist group murdered her for it. This is the exact same story. This guy, I don't know who he was. I don't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know anything about him in particular, but. He was there to be a counter protester, essentially to Antifa, to take the other side of that um, Antifa slash BLM. um, And this guy was Antifa to take the other side of that. Was there ever a moment that people said, you know what? She just shouldn't have been down there counter protesting. That's the problem. No one said that. Of course, no one said it because it would be insane just as it's insane here. This guy paid with his life for trying to express a political First Amendment opinion. We have no uh, evidence that he was doing anything that he should not have been doing. Uh, We may come out with that evidence. But the bottom line is it's a mirror image of that story as we speak as it speaks right now. And people are putting the blame on him as if he got himself murdered somehow right this was not suicide this was someone who was down there to try to express a first amendment constitutionally right uh uh you know uh, uh, allowed opinion uh and you know the media just doesn't care they don't care because they know no one's going to call them on it they don't have to go to every democratic politician to have them answer for every antifa member they never have to do it they could just say it's a scam and it doesn't exist like like, Antifa is a much smaller group than white supremacists. Like, how many how many people have we seen marching around with tiki torches saying Jews will not replace us? I can know the, of the one time. It's like 12 of them. It's like 12 yeah. of them. Yeah, the next year they came back and it was like legitimately 12. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pathetic, but the media doesn't care because they control this and they're able to get away with it with the exception of social media and places like The Blaze and others that are at least exposing it.
0: Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we, you know, Stu mentions that uh, the media doesn't care Uh, There are also some other people on the ground who didn't really care about about lives being lost, and that is the, I'm sorry, I almost said protesters, the rioters. That's who. Uh, First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So uh, if you, you know, you have your home, you have all these nice things in your home, and you want to protect it, so you probably get some security system, and you set it, Whenever you leave, you're like beep, 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 and you leave and you think that your home is secure. But guess what? It's actually not. It's really not because someone can actually go online and like not just steal your stuff, but steal your entitled home, your your entire home's title. And then you're you're just SOL with all of the uh, all of the retirement nest egg that you have put in your home with all of your equity. It's all gone because the cyber thief has gone online and forged a signature on a quick claim deed and refiled as the new owner of your home. And if you don't think that that's scary enough, there's nothing that you can do about it except have home title locks protection. So you may think, oh well, it's fine because I'm protected by my bank or I'm protected by an identity theft program. No, you're actually not. When I said your SOL, if this happens to you without home title lock, I really mean your SOL if this happens to you without home title lock. Home title lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's title and they will shut it down the instant that they detect any tampering, anything fishy going on with your home's title. Now, you have to go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim. So, Because, like I said, you're not going to know it until something really, really bad happens that you cannot undo. Do not wait for that to happen. Go to HometitleLock.com. Use promo code Y. You will get 30 free days of protection to help you manage. That is promo code Y, W-H-Y, at HometitleLock.com. Back in a minute. We showed the uh, tensions flaring in Portland when one counter-protester with, uh, what is it, Patriot? Prayer. Patriot Prayer was uh, shot and killed in what appeared to be cold blood, just executed for just being there, just for the sake uh, of that he supported President Trump. Uh, just, I want to show you just a little bit of who we're dealing with on the other side. This is a group of the rioters, and the one on the megaphone actually addresses the entire group and tells them what happened, that a member of Patriot Prayer uh, was killed, and here is how they react, watch.
1: And tonight, I just got word, the person who died was a Patriot Prayer
0: person.
1: Yeah. He was a Nazi. Okay. Our community held its own and took out the trash.
0: Everybody needs to realize what's going on in this. Our, our community can hold us down without the police. We can take out the trash on our own.
2: I am not sad that a fascist died tonight. They yeah. use that term so loosely, man.
0: At, and that's the thing that sticks out to me that is just so frustrating and fascinating at the same time is that they have been able to just completely take over words. Yeah. Like, uh, words, words don't mean anything anymore. He was a fascist. He was a Nazi. And you hear that all the time on social media, too, mm-hmm. right? President Trump is a fascist. President Trump is a Nazi. Therefore, we are that, allowed justify, to do all these. That's
2: how they justify their actions, is yeah. because they get to say, try to. I guess they moralize with the situation and saying, well, these people are very bad people. I mean, what what worse can you be than a Nazi? Right. So mm-hmm. they look at it as, well, we are we are taking, like you said, taking out the trash uh, so they can punch you. They could they could uh, commit acts of violence. They can kill you. And it suggests, well, it was a it was that you were a fascist. You were a Nazi. And that's how they try to rationalize with what it is that they're doing. These people are, look the dangerous people. And I'm tired of pretending like it's anything else. You know, these these guys that's why those terms are used so loosely and unfortunately people don't see that They think it's just harmless that someone just calls you these these uh, these derogatory names but not just derogatory names like worse than the worst names like to call someone a nazi like do you know what that is right like no they don't uh, clearly, the answer clearly they don't they don't know what that is but that's what it's about it's about painting you in the most negative light as they possibly can so they can rationalize with whatever bad behavior that they have if they if they want to commit acts of violence they want to dox you they want to harass you they get to say well this person was a fascist and they're not an or nazi and they're some like freedom fighter or something of that nature and it, it's it's unfortunate because a lot of people are getting Caught in a crossfire, they're getting hurt, they're getting harassed because of this. man. Like I say all the time, politics just brings up the absolute worst in people.
0: Yeah, still.
2: Today's been
1: a depressing day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the radio show today. Uh, Glenn was in uh, super mega apocalyptic mode uh, <laughs> to start the day. and
0: Which is only a little bit different yeah, than I, his normal I, apocalyptic oh, mode. Oh, yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> um, it's been a bit of a downer. Uh, and, I, you know, so I, I was thinking about this, and I come back to this point often Is the only way I could actually stay sane in today's society which is um, that you can always tell that uh, things are getting better when you realize the things that people are claiming and fighting for get dumber and dumber. Mm. Like, at one point, there were actual Confederates who were actually enslaving people and actually kill- killing people all over the place. Now, we're protesting their statues, right? <laughs> like, So the-, the statue's not doing anything. It's just a statue, and like that might be right to take them down, but... It's a statue. Right. Nazis, like Nazis killed six million Jews, many millions of others. Right. And we could sit here and like th- that was the actual Nazi. Now, a guy who votes for someone who wants a border wall is a Nazi. Like, <laughs> like, so in a way, this is an improvement. It doesn't feel like an improvement. Right. But at least these things aren't actually here right now. Um, you know, but people are actually dying in some of these incidents with when we're talking about Antifa. Um, And, you know, those are real human lives that are disregarded. I mean, you know, this is a somewhat shallow way of describing the situation, but I'll do it anyway. George Floyd was one person. We now have three dozen people dead in these riots. Mm -hmm. Three dozen. Like I absolutely mourn the loss of George Floyd and anyone who is taken out in a, in a way that they should not, uh, should not be we can talk about all the details of all of these incidents and many other people who have died needlessly, but there is no reason to have 36 times the amount of people that died in the George Floyd incident to die in rallies about riots about the George Floyd incident. Mm-hmm. Remember, like we've talked about this before when, when it goes to unarmed uh, black men being killed by police and it's been in you know, nine or 11, depending on what number you look at. Um, but this is now multiple years worth of this thing, right? has now been lost in these riots, not to mention the property damage, not to mention the people who have been injured, mm-hmm. not to mention the, you know, the, the the people walking down the street and getting hit in the back of the head with a brick for no reason, or an officer trying to get to his car and getting hit with a flying metal disc like yeah, Captain America insane. or whatever that clip was. Like this, this doesn't make any sense. It's not making the country better. Um, and it is uh, whether you think, w- no matter what you think about police and the way they handle themselves, they sometimes good, sometimes bad. This is a terrible way to, to, to react to it, and it's not the way a civilization reacts to it. Mm -hmm. A civilization has rules and processes for a reason. You know, like, we may very well think that a a statue should come down. Well, if that happens, then we vote on it. Let's all vote on it. it. it, You know, like, the the, the government takes it down and we put it in a museum and we can all say how horrible it was later on. Like, we don't go and tear it down like we just, you know, conquered Iraq. Like, that's not the way this is supposed to happen in a functioning society. And more and more, it seems like we're not a yeah. functioning society.
0: Well, uh, you know, we saw last week that uh, the the mainstream media has apparently gotten a hold of the polling numbers, which don't look so great mm. because of all of the, the, the riots. Turns out the average American does not condone violence and burning down your own cities and killing people, over uh, you know all of these all of these ridiculous things. So Joe Biden, I guess, got wind of it. And you know, as we I think we referenced this earlier in the show, Joe Biden and Kamala both finally what is it like a hundred days since all of these riots began? Joe Biden and uh, Kamala finally came out and condemned uh, the rioting, the violence, all of that. But I guess my question to you guys is, you know. There's so much out there of them, you know, uh, offering to, to tweeting out links to contribute to their, you know, the bail funds for all of these people who have been arrested for all of the, the violence. Uh, you know, Kamala just went on Stephen Colbert and told everyone right there. She said, if you think th- this is going to stop, this is not going to stop and it shouldn't stop. I mean, she's saying that about these people who are going on to commit all of these crimes. Like, can you walk back from that? Because I look at that and I'm like, there's absolutely no way the average American is going to buy their crap at this point.
2: Yeah, no. And that's obviously what some of these numbers are saying. Look, they painted themselves in a corner. Yeah, Uh, they really committed to that demographic of people. They thought they could use them as their useful idiots. And to be fair, that's what happened. But what they didn't account for is the fact that there are people that are looking at that that would generally support you. That would generally support your cause. Right. But they look at that and they see that it's not a one off. Right. It's not even a two off. We're talking multiple days, multiple cities. And it's getting closer and closer to home with some of these people. So they look at that and they, and they view that as well. Wait a minute. Why would I want to support the people who are either not doing nothing about it? Because. To be fair, a lot of this happens in the cities that people with D's next to their name, they they control, right? So they see that and they're like, this isn't really what I wanted. I thought that this was just gonna be some equality or, or something that was what we were supposedly fighting for. But we're talking about people getting hurt and, and, and all of this and, and this is not anything that they wanna be associated with. People see that, especially people that are more closer to the center, mm-hmm. they feel that. But they painted themselves in a corner by trying to use those useful idiots for their causes and hoping to get their their support. And oftentimes it hasn't even worked. You've seen like some of these mayors, they've been going to their houses and stuff like that. A lot of this stuff hasn't even worked. So. They painted themselves in a corner and they're going to get exactly what, what they deserve. Believe it or not, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff's not real life, man. And you can have all these retweets and likes oh and God. stuff, people supporting all of that stuff. There's folks, regular Joe blows at home that are seeing this stuff unfolding like they're like, I don't want to be associated mm-hmm. with
0: that. Yeah, Stu, is it too little too late from the Democrats?
2: Uh,
1: I think so. I think sometimes you get uh, when things happen and you get emotional, you sometimes make poor decisions. Um, you know, we, we mentioned this off the air that Drew Brees is in a practice with a piece of masking tape and the name Jacob Blake written on his helmet. And I don't know, right after he does this, the report comes out that he, you know, is essentially a rapist. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, he's been... Call it what it is. A horrible sexual assault. a horrible sexual assault. And I would be completely comfortable calling him a rapist. Yes. Alleged rapist. Now, Drew Brees would not normally put a rapist name on his helmet, I don't think. <laughs> but because this is like, now we're all trying to get in front of this. Um, the Democratic Party fell into this. Before um, the George Floyd incident, uh, Black Lives Matter, as a name, had about a plus 10 favorability. Mm -hmm. Um, Right after that, they shot up to plus 25. Plus 25 is... Um, one of the more popular movements yeah. in America, right? Like, so you can see the Democrats' mind going crazy. Like, these are people who are generally on our side of the argument. Yeah. We can come out. We can take a plus 25 issue and own it. So they owned it. And they, they owned it, and they beat it into the ground, and they said how wonderful it was. They pushed through the fiery, peaceful protests. They pushed through all of this stuff going on. And right now, this poll show it at zero. It went from plus 25 to flat in wow. two months. Wow. And it's now basically abortion. Uh, it's a it's a the typical uh, partisan uh, issue that they have now you know, taken complete ownership over and justified all sorts of horrible activities um, along with it. This is a mistake. And they are seeing that that thing, that plus 25 to zero is a massive move in the polls for a very short period of time. And if they are the group associated with the people going and burning down cities, they realize there's going to be, uh, you know, electoral consequences. They, they do see themselves as, as a uh, in the lead. Mm-hmm. So they don't feel. They they felt they've been able to kind of cruise, and I think this is the first time they're getting a little bit of like, oh my gosh, is this going to happen to us again? Is this thing, is 2016 going to happen to us again? This is the first time I think they've really felt this so far. And you can tell, you can see the panic. I mean, I don't know how much you saw of the Biden speech. And at one point he's like, do I look like a socialist who favors rioters? Come on. Like he's like terrified. He's this, this dream of his for 30 plus years is going down the tubes if they don't get this under control. So they are legitimately panicked about this. They see this advantage they've had with suburban moms. Mm -hmm. Going up in flames, Mm -hmm. in this case, literally, because, you know, like they might Mm -hmm. not like down. I mean, a lot of suburban moms are like, I don't want to this guy's foul mouth and he's always running his mouth and I'm sick of the chaos, sick of the chaos. Well, the other side is embracing people burning down your cities. You know, that target you're going to get diapers at, it doesn't stand anymore. It's now rubble. (laughs) That is not how you win over suburban (laughs) mom voters. And they're they're feeling that pressure and they're going to try to reverse it. In, in normal circumstances, I would say there's no way they could do it. The media will be so complicit with yeah. this reversal that they may be able to pull it off. Uh, it's certainly possible, but they are, this is legitimate for them. They are starting to freak out.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. Back in a minute. I feel like the, uh, the people who signed on the for- All right, speaking of uh, Joe Biden's speech today. So I think, you know, we're talking about whether or not them, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris coming out, condemning the violence can be enough to uh, win back some of the support that they had. I also think it's what is going to factor in is the fact that Joe Biden has no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Really, it seems like. Uh, I mean, I I believe he probably had a prompter for the speech. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's trying to say. I'm hoping you guys can help me piece this one together. Uh, Joe Biden coming out and talking about uh, coronavirus. I Guess? I don't know. Watch.
3: COVID has taken this year. Just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's when I mean, you think about it, more Watch. lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years.
0: I'm
2: okay. I think you try to get that thing on the rails at the end. Yep. COVID <laughs>
0: has taken more than 100 years.
2: Oh yeah terrible tragedy.
0: And then he and then there's something about it's taken more than any other year which would be the case when you have a novel coronavirus come out that no one has ever heard of before mm-hmm. this would be <laughs> Yeah, that's what it more happens. than any other year, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not
1: what? Uh, I think what he was trying to say is more Americans have died this year than any yeah. other year for a hundred years. He just butchered it, right? And it's like, <laughs> you, you, I will say this is a, this is something that Trump does too. Yeah. When he gets when he screws up the beginning, instead of just admitting that he screwed up the beginning of the sentence and starting over, they, a lot of politicians do this, but Biden's really bad at it. He just tries to work it in as look, if that's what he meant. Look, look I mean the lives, <laughs> you know, like he is. <laughs> It was really funny. He's down the road. He just really just butchered the beginning of that and could not find his way back uh, around to make any sense out of the point. Um, (laughs) But I mean, the speech, you know, he he is now there's this thing where you have when you try to people always say, like, you have to define your end. You define your opponent. Right. And so that is something you have to do. But it's not just defining your opponent. That doesn't work in a campaign. Mm -hmm. Because you could just say, if I just say over and over again, this person does X, Y, and Z, it's not going to work. They have to have that confirming event. It was with Hillary Clinton. Like, when they say corruption, 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 corruption. She was corrupt. We all knew she was corrupt. But when there was that FBI investigation 10 days before an election, right, it's that confirming event. Everyone's like, oh, my God, they've been saying this the whole time, and here it is. This happens with Biden all the time. Yeah. We keep saying, like, the guy can't get through a sentence without screwing them up. And then every time he does a speech, there's something like this. This is like Al Sharpton level idiocy. He can't. He's not even close to the language no. uh, in that 25 seconds. They're just a bunch of they are English words, but they're just like, he, like you <laughs> throw them all out there. They landed in the
2: wrong order. Eric. Yeah, I mean, that clearly, well, I don't want to say clearly because it wasn't that clear.
0: But. <laughs> Nothing about Joe yeah. Biden you can say clearly. Right.
2: I guess, he, yeah, like he said, he's trying to say, I'm assuming, and I don't know if it's true or not, I, I don't know, but he, he was trying to say that more people had died this year uh, than any I guess her last hundred years. Yeah, in right. America, which I okay? don't. I don't again. I don't know trill. if that true. Doesn't sound like it is, yeah. but I'm guessing that was what he was trying to say. So yes, it may be. It may very well. Even if he was trying to say it, it may very well be wrong. But, but that seems to be what he was saying <laughs> this guy's nutty man this guy's nuttier than a fruitcake and every time you know he does get out there and speaks to people he does have some sort of gaffe and i do think it is hilarious how he does try to get it back on the rails by doing the whole come on man like you know yeah. like that, that he,
1: he has uh, he acts as if he's exasperated by what he just said that's <laughs> like his way out <laughs> He's like, I oh, mean, that, that sentence is so shocking. That's why I said it. It's like, come on. All right, now let me start over. It's it's a great little tick he has. And he does it all the time. And they try to make it his name. Like, well, he's got a stutter. It's like, that's just, he just butchered that. All right. right. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not, not that a stutter. Ain't no, no that's no. not a stutter. That's just him <laughs> screwing it. up. Uh, Al Sharpton did this on Prompter all the time, which is why I bring, bring him up. We used to love watching his clips because he'd just be like, they'd be out of order. All the words are, like, what are you even trying you? to say? And he would not admit Like, I just, I'm obviously reading a prompter. I screwed it up. Let me start over. Right. Um, Because I want you to really understand this point. Instead, it's like he tries to act as if it's normal. And he definitely was on prompter. I watched the whole speech. Yeah. 100% on prompter. Uh, There's no question. It was not, I mean, it was very, very much controlled. And and like, it's, you know, and and the funny thing with him now, he's at that point where that was a 20, 20, no, it was about a 15 minute speech. Um, And that was by far the worst moment in it, right? Right. He had a couple of other, he called, I think he called Mike Plentz at one point. Mike Plentz. or Prince, one of the two. I can't remember. He screwed up the name. There's a couple of screw-ups, but he's now at the point where it's so much everyone's expecting. I was just sitting there on the edge of my seat, like, waiting for yeah. one of those moments to happen, and they happen every single time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, because, I mean, you have to imagine, like, when does he gain that momentum back? Because now we're going into the debates, I guess, if they have them. Because Nancy Pelosi, I mean, they've been planting the seed for what, over a month Mm -hmm. now that we shouldn't have debates because that you that would just be, you know, like you don't want to legitimize legitimize a liar (laughs) like President Trump. Uh, So who knows if they even have those debates. But then it's like, okay, well, then you have the debates. What does he win people back over in the debate?
2: Yeah. No, uh, to be honest, that would have to uh, at this point, considering all that's surrounding, not just the world, but him yeah. <laughs> as far as that, that actually may be his only way out mm. right now is that he does go into the debate and has a strong performance. Yeah, that's a long shot. That's mean, a Hail Mary. Yes. <laughs> I understand that. But that may actually wow. be his only way. It, it More so what I guess I'm trying to say is that Trump has to screw up for for him to get that momentum back yeah. it can't be anything that he does more, yeah. more so it's more so what the other guy which very well could happen uh what the other guy does so he's in trouble and I think he knows he's in trouble the campaign knows they're in trouble but it may just be too little too late and the debates like I said that may be what helps him but I don't think he has it all upstairs enough for it to help him so he may just be damned
0: yeah all right, well, we will see. Uh, coming up next, we are joined by Peter Schweitzer, author of Profiles in Corruption, to talk about an awesome new documentary about Joe Biden and all of his corruption. Back in a minute.
1: You won't even talk about the most years that have died this year. He doesn't even cover that in the documentary.
0: Joining us now is uh, Peter Schweitzer. He is the author of Profiles in Corruption and also the president of the Government Accountability Institute. Thank you so much for being here. Great to be here. And let me tell you, I'm a big fan of your work. Thank you. uh, Mostly because you show... You've made it your life's work to show just how corrupt Joe Biden is, (laughs) which I completely respect because for some reason it has gone so under the radar uh, in politics, even though he's been around for forever. No yeah. one realizes it.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I've been doing uh, investigating corruption and cronyism in Washington, D.C. for a long time, looked at Republicans and Democrats. Um, Biden's interesting because a lot of times they're the sort of usual suspects. You can kind of see the way they operate and the manner in which they operate. Biden hasn't seemed to fit that definition. But when we started to look at the commercial ties, uh, we found that the Bidens are broader than anyone else because there's five family members involved. I've never seen that many. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a Republican senator from Missouri had three but never had five. But also with the Bidens, what you have is, I think, the seriousness of the corruption. It's not just, um, you know, you know, some kid gets a a paving contract. Um, We're talking about deals with foreign governments. So that's what I think makes the Biden corruption so troubling.
0: So word on the street is that you guys have some documents that have just been released this morning. What can you tell us about them?
3: Yeah, these are the documents related to the China deal. We've talked about them, um, we've uh, shown them on screen, but we're actually releasing the documents. You can get them at uh, the Government Accountability Institute website, which is cronyism.com. Um, and it just basically you know confirms what we're saying is actually written down in paper. And that's everything that we do. We don't use anonymous sources. We don't speculate. We say if Hunter Biden signed this deal with the Chinese, we actually show you the document to show you when it was signed, who it was with, and what the terms were.
0: What do you, what goes through your mind when you hear, because I know there's a lot of people, you know, I know Glenn has done a chalkboard or multiple chalkboards on Joe Biden's corruption. There's a lot of people who throw out the term conspiracy theory uh, and conspiracy when it comes to Joe Biden's dealings with China and with Ukraine. What, What goes through your mind when you hear people just pass that off as a conspiracy?
3: Well, to me, that's that's really shows the weakness of their position because there's no conspiracy and there's no theory. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about is the oldest uh, game in politics, which is follow the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the same reporters who look at, you know, Wall Street held this fundraiser for this political candidate, Uh, you know, big oil held a fundraiser for this candidate and then says, you know, here's the legislation that followed, which I've worked on those stories at CNN before. Um, Those stories are, are should be pursued and followed. This story is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. This is who's putting money in the Biden's pocket. Shouldn't we look and see if there's an implication or an effect on policy? And I think there very clearly is. In this case, though, we're not talking about some domestic company. We're talking about a foreign government who happens to be our chief rival on the global stage, which is China.
0: Yeah. Uh, So there is a, a new documentary out. You can find it on Blaze TV. It is based off of all of Peter's work that he has done uncovering all of this corruption. It's called Riding the Dragon, the Biden's Chinese Secrets. Uh, if we could, let's go ahead and let's watch a let's watch a clip from Riding the Dragon. Now, this is uh, about Hunter Biden's involvement with uh, Biden's twenty thirteen trip over to China. Watch a twenty thirteen trip to China getting new attention this morning. Not for what Joe Biden did, but for who he brought with him.
3: And what was Hunter Biden doing? We're not sure. He doesn't appear in many pictures of the official festivities. But what we do know is this. 10 days after father and son returned to the United States, Hunter Biden's small investment firm announced a $1 billion private equity deal with the Chinese government. And where did the capital come from for this deal? From the Chinese government
1: itself. That is fortunate.
0: It is, is right? What a
1: real, <laughs> great coincidence. <laughs> it's good things worked out for them.
0: <laughs> Doesn't so it make you—it so really
1: does. Obvious. It's obvious. It's frustrating. I mean, you know, watching the documentary, which is great, by the way, you should watch okay. it on Belize TV or on uh, YouTube uh, this week. Um, you know, you see, though, it's not just the run-of-the-mill corruption. You made this point, Peter, and it's, it's an important one to highlight— like These are not only just deals with foreign governments, they're deals with foreign governments working against American interests mm-hmm. like this is actually what our official government position is. We're working against that. And at the same time, Hunter Biden is profiting on the other side of that deal. That's what makes it so much worse than I think even the Ukraine stuff, which is right. still really significant. Um, it takes you down a road of, of, of fighting against America in a way. Um, you know, they're stealing nuclear secrets. We're talking about this is not this is not little tiny games. And, you know, Peter goes through a lot of that in the, in the, in the documentary. And it's 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 needs to get out there because I was surprised. And, and I have Peter on, on my show, Studios America, later on tonight. One of the things I asked him was, did you think there was enough attention to, to this at the RNC? I mean, really, there was a couple of people who mentioned it, but I don't know that Trump mentioned it at all in his speech. It seems like for some reason they they've. They're a little scared to bring it up. Maybe they think it's too complicated. That's where this film really does great work.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's all—it's also interesting to me because Joe Biden still is very careful to tiptoe around China yeah. when it comes to that topic. It's so, to me, it's so blatantly in your face. Yeah. that he refuses to call them out on anything, yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> no, right.
3: The, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, we we begin the film with this montage, and it's Republicans, it's Democrats, it's people from the Obama administration, people from the Trump administration, all talking about China is the biggest threat to the United States. Mm-hmm. Militarily, in terms of the economy, trade, the whole COVID-19, it's number one. At the end of the montage, you'll hear Joe Biden saying, come on, man, they're not a threat. (laughs) They're not anything to worry about. And he's been saying that for years. He says, we welcome the rise to China. And so... It's weird. Yeah. I mean, he is he is on an island by himself, far off in the ocean, saying China's not a threat. Barack Obama's not on that island. Right. Barack Obama's national security advisor is not on that island. Joe Biden is alone. And the question is, why? Mm. Is he just completely out of touch with everybody else? I don't think so. I think it's the classic case of follow the money. And that's why. When Biden has been asked about this, he was asked by a local reporter in Miami. He was asked uh, at a press conference by ABC News. He does not deal well with this question, which to me is only always evidence of. Yeah. Maybe this is hitting too close to home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the the, uh, the people who get the most defensive are the ones who have the most to hide generally. Peter, thank you so much for all of your work. You're welcome. Uh, and, it's
3: great to be here and I appreciate partnering with Blaze. It's yes. been a great opportunity. Yeah, thank,
0: thank you. you. You guys are not going to want to miss this documentary. Again, you can find it at blazeTV.com. You can go to blazeTV.com/slash dragon. Uh, also, if you want to get $20 off of your annual subscription, you can use the promo code Dragon20. But again, the film is called Riding the Dragon. It is a documentary into the Biden's Chinese secrets. Peter Schweitzer, thank you so much again. Thanks Back for watching. in a minute. That. Stuff people need to watch it. Yeah. All right. uh, Friday's poll: Who had the best speech at night four of the RNC? This was the final night of uh, all of these polls. Who had the best speech? President Trump won. Which.
1: As I pointed out, it's definitely going to happen. Oh, yeah. it, is, it is absolutely unjust in the circumstance. And Doran absolutely was, the I think, the moment of the entire convention.
0: It was. The most riveting speech. Uh, she came in at 30%, followed by Dana White at 8.3%, who only has one volume, I found out. And uh, Alice Johnson at 6.9%. Uh, today's poll is the mainstream media complicit in the widespread violence and unrest across the nation. Your options are not at all, slightly, very, or I'm not sure. We've got Eric July back, because that's what we do, this Hollywood magic. Mm. Eric July's back over here. What do you think, I'm going Eric? Very.
2: They've, they absolutely are. No, I, w- I would say it's most of their fault. Yeah. If we're going to be fair.
0: Yeah. But but they're but I was told that they were fiery but mostly peaceful. <laughs>
2: right, yeah, that's why I'm
1: I'm strongly in the camp of I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I- I just like answering poll questions that way. Like, well, who's taking the time to just click I'm, I'm not sure. sure and submit it? I, why would you just
0: not answer it? They're just that's, that's that's some FOMO right there. Yeah, I like it. And it's just yeah. like, I have to participate. I don't know. I just need to pick something. No! <laughs> right. Let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Thanks, guys, for being here. I'm not sure if uh, you're welcome. <laughs>